0: play action, Kirk, pass right, it's caught by Rudolph, to the end zone, touchdown!
1: Russell has time, he looks, fires inside, reaching up, making the catch, touchdown Seahawks! Waiting on a shotgun snap, it's low, Andrew Luck pumps, he throws over to the left side, it's caught, touchdown! 10!
2: And happy holidays to all of you, ladies and gentlemen. It's the regular season finale. It's week 17 in the National Football League. Can you believe it? Welcome to TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. If you're sick of turkey, the ham, whatever, the holiday food, get yourself some pizza for a lot of important football games this weekend. Go to dominoes.ca. Large four topping, just $12.99. The side dishes, marbled cookie, brownie for dessert. Treat yourself with some pizza. Dominoes.ca. Boy, do we got a big show for you this morning, folks. Oh, my. Uh, we got Adam Kaplan, NFL analyst from SiriusXM Radio. Some fantasy football talk with Rich Dotson. Founder of DynastyNerds.com. I want to get into it with Rich. If you want to start your Keeper League or Dynasty, that's what we're thinking of doing at TSN here for next year. So I want to get into it with Rich. How do you start? What's the best way to do it? And if you have Keeper League, some advice going forward. And also some big picture lookbacks. Maybe some fantasy MVPs. But I'm in a giving mood. It's the holiday season. Last week I gave away Buffalo Bills tickets. Okay, It was Christmas. And going into the new year, I'm going to give away today. A custom fantasy football championship ring. If you're your league's champ, or if you want to get it for your league for the champ, whatever, to enter to win a custom fantasy football championship ring from our buddies at Custom Fantasy Rings on Twitter at footballrings.com. Uh, and, or at football rings on Twitter, customfantasyrings.com. We'll be giving away that. I'll tell you how to enter later on in the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Get us on Twitter, at andymc81, at tsn4downs. This is a huge week. This is one of, I can't remember a more important week 17. There's always seedings. There's always positioning. But you've got a play-in game. You've got an early playoff game between the Titans and Colts. You have, still, nobody has taken the AFC North. Ravens or Steelers can take that, and you just have the the, the, the two seed is up for grabs still in the AFC. The Chiefs and Chargers can swap for the division. There is a lot going on, and the Philadelphia Eagles, led by superhero Mister December Nick Foles, still got a shot. Who would have thought that? Let's get to some other news and notes in three and out. Let's go first down okay so it is week 17 we know playoffs are coming up so the mvp talk is heating up according to the espn nfl panel it's a three horse quarterback race for the award Hello, everybody. Our crew from NFL Live, Teddy Bruschi, Victor Cruz, Josina Anderson. I'm Wendy Next, It's about that time. We're talking MVP as we wrap up the
3: regular season, JoJo. And everybody wants to know who everybody's got. Who you got and why. Listen, I already know these guys are going to give me a hard time, but I, I am going to split hairs because I want to give props to Patrick Mahomes and the season that he's been having. As close as he's coming to Peyton Manning's record with that touchdown uh, total, how well he's performed as a young star in this league. But you also have to give a nod to Phillip Rivers and the way he's been mm-hmm. able to. To lead, two? He's picking two? I'm going with Co. Not even, I'm that's going not co- even fair. But, uh, listen, that's listen, what I'm doing. The Cole. way he's leading the Los Angeles Chargers, the, the type of season that he is having, you Cole. cannot discount that as well. I'm sorry, I'm going Co. You're right, right, Josina. Thank he you. is a young star, and his name is Patrick Mahomes, and he's my MVP. Obviously, inching up to that Peyton Manning record, but just mm-hmm. watching him play, sidearm on throws, one no look throw. I mean, the guy can complete every pass on the football field, and he put that on display this year. You guys
4: like the flash. I understand that. You like the flash. <laughs> You <laughs> like Everybody likes basketball. Basketball. You yeah. like I like substance. I'm going with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, the quarterback that can win a football game anyway. You need him to grind it out. You need him to dive over the end zone. You need to play complementary football. He can do that, too. The number one seed in the NFC, the best team in football right now, the New Orleans Saints, because of Drew Brees all year long. He's my MVP. Really? Hard to argue that,
2: right? And I agree. It's got to be down for a, a three-quarterback race at the moment. It really does. And for the Saints, by the way, if you are playing fantasy football, either in your championship or DraftKings DFS, Drew Brees is sitting, okay? He is sitting Teddy Bridgewater. And that's a side conversation I want to get into next week as we enter the playoffs. With so much quarterback turmoil, potentially, Eli Manning could be out of New York. You could have and should have new quarterback situation in Jacksonville. Ryan Tannehill could be gone from the Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater's going to be a free agent. What if Teddy Bridgewater comes in and balls out against the Panthers, which is completely likely. That could happen. But he hasn't started since 2016. What if Teddy balls out? People are going to overreact, and he could be a hot commodity. That will be very interesting to follow. All right, let's move on. Second down. So let's go to the New England Patriots here. After struggling all year, Rob Gronkowski has been asked about retirement, right? He said uh, there was a trade on the table that he was going to be sent to Detroit. He said, if you do that, I'm going to retire. Back surgery, shoulders, elbows. He, is just, he has not been himself all year. He was my fantasy Grinch on last week's show because it was the first time I drafted him in fantasy, and he did terrible pretty much all year. Gronk was asked about retirement, and he, he deflects that. He says he's all in at least for this year.
3: Would you like to try to continue to play as long as he's... Uh, I mean, I have, we
4: haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that. But, I mean, we got, we got this big game Sunday still, so in, in the playoffs <laughs> after. So that's the last things that, that are on my mind right now. I mean, um, I love the grind. I'm all in. I've been all in all season, no matter if it's been up, if it's been down. And I'm going to tell you this right now, I'm going to be all in for the rest of the year, no matter when it is. And that's just my main focus, no matter how it goes. That has happened to me before you get two down, and as you dig yourself a bigger hole. So you just got to stay balanced. I mean, it's a roller coaster season, as you guys seen all year. Uh, but uh, whenever things aren't going right, you just got to stay positive and keep, keep going. Keep doing what you need to do, and you know you'll bounce back. When was the time you got two down? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have before, but I, it's, um, it's over. I'm back on the roller coaster, baby. I'm gone. <laughs> and I'm here for the rock.
2: See ya. <laughs> How great is Gronk? You know, he just said the up and down. He had nothing to back that up. He's just like, man, I, I, just something to say. Leave me alone. Oh. Right? <laughs> Gronk is great. I'm thinking with Gronk, dude, you're beat up. You got the Super Bowl. You have your personality. Go, go be a reality TV star. Have it the Gronks. You know, go, get, get on MTV or something. Go. Be a, be a reality star. You got the personality. Why beat yourself up anymore? Only 29 years old. Certainly looks broken. Pats are going to need him, man. They, they are going to need him in the playoffs. And he has to get right. And if he does, if he can get even 80% back to usual Gronk, that's a weapon. Especially without Josh Gordon. Patriots are going to be in tough, but still, despite all that, they're still the damn two-seed as of right now. Still the two-seed. Still got a home playoff date. All right, let's go to third down. Third down. Now, it's almost the new year. Last week of the regular season. Let's look back. The lofty expectations for the New York Giants entering this season. Right, You had a new head coach in Pat Shermer, who we told you all back in August, would suck, and he did. Renewed confidence in Eli Manning, though. Belkhouse stud of a first-round draft pick, Saquon Barkley, OBJ was back, upgraded offensive line, NFC East division up for grabs. This could have been the year, at least for a wild-card appearance by the Giants. And, of course, none of those things happened. Nothing went to plan. The G-men sit at 5-10. and 10. The conversation now turns. Is it finally time for the Giants to say goodbye to their two-time winning Super Bowl quarterback, Eli Manning? ESPN's Mike Greenberg starts off that debate with Adam Schefter and Marcus Spears way in the world Eli is the Giants quarterback next year we're trying to run through the options and that was the point you were making this morning is it's easy to say you want to move on but you have to have somewhere to go and even if they were to go get Dwayne Haskins in the draft wouldn't you want Eli there to bridge the gap I know that we've seen these rookie quarterbacks step in and be able to play right away but Eli would be a nice fallback option to have in place there and if you want a free agent who's out there Nick Foles Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco is one of those, an obvious upgrade over Eli Manning and all that he's meant to the Giants organization. Just tell me who the guy is that they're going to replace Eli with. Swagoo, that, that is an interesting point. You're a built-to-win-now Shefty, team. Shefty. Go ahead.
3: Let me, let me ask you this, Shefty. Who would you take right now? Would you take Foles and what we are seeing him doing in Philly and what we saw him do last year in the playoff run, or would you take Eli Manning? Look, this is not well, about you- Eli Manning being having the, the tenure with the New York Giants. This is about the future of this franchise. That's what all the discussions have centered around. Is Eli the guy moving forward? Now, I, I understand you wanting a veteran presence, you wanting a guy that's being there, but the college system is translating to the NFL now. We're seeing it more and more as time goes along. So it's not that hard for these guys to come in. The Baltimore Ravens have readjusted the way they run offense for Lamar Jackson. We see what Baker is doing in Cleveland. We see a lot of a young quarterback, Sam Dorno in the Jets. Not a great season, but you can tell he's the guy that's going to take over and be really good for the Jets. I just don't think now you have the time to waste time with a guy that you know has passed by.
2: And that's the situation. That's the question for the Giants. And as I mentioned before, for many of these teams, alright, move on from Eli Manning. Not going to argue with you. Who are you going to get? You drafted last year Kyle Laletta. I'm not too bullish. If you guys know, you listen to TSN four downs. I'm a draft junkie. Loretta average, very average type of guy. This is a bad year for quarterbacks in the NFL draft. As it sits right now, there's always a riser who comes in and surprises like a Carson Wentz a couple years ago. And like Josh Allen last year that come out of nowhere. So I'm sure we'll get that again, but this is a weak year for quarterbacks. Okay. And we'll get into that to the playoffs as well. As we look ahead to the NFL draft. So, if you say bye to, to Eli, where do you go? Are you going to waste Saquon Barkley? you got to strike. You're there. That, that NFC East is still, still not great with Dallas, right? And, boy, what a unique situation. I'll say again with Nick Foles in Philadelphia. Like You talk about teams that need quarterbacks. How high is his stock going to be in this type of situation? Struggled to start the year. Reminded you why he was a backup. But again, same week, same opponent in December. Came up and is leading Philly with a chance to get to the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play the Eagles. I would not want to play the Eagles in the playoffs if they get in. I would not want to do it. All right, let's punt to the poll question here. At TSN 4 Downs, you can vote at TSN, the number 4 Downs, at Andy mc 81 Here we go. Which NFL wildcard or potential wildcard team has the best chance at a deep playoff run? Those will all be decided Sunday, but which NFL wildcard or potential wildcard team has the best chance at a deep playoff run? Is it the Tennessee Titans or the Indianapolis Colts who have a play-in game? One of those two teams is getting in. They play each other. Or the Seattle Seahawks, heating up quietly, right? NFL playoff experience, Super Bowl champ experience, or the Minnesota Vikings, who kind of been teetering back and forth, but they got the horses, they got the skill set to make some noise. Or you can vote in your own, at mcd one at TSN, four downs. For me, the most dangerous one, I gotta go with the Seattle Seahawks, folks. I got to, because although they don't do anything really exceptional anymore, the defense isn't the Legion of Boom, but it's Good to very good. The running game, you got Carson and a bit of a hodgepodge. The receivers up and down, but they just seem to be merging. And you have confidence in Pete Carroll, signed to another long-term contract. When he's done, he'll be 70. I got to go with the Seahawks. So that's my vote. Let's go behind the glass here. Uh, Sean Lavery. Sean is back from Australia. Oi. How you feeling man? Do you have an accent? Feeling great. Do not have an accent. Have a sunburn. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed when we chatted that you didn't have an Australian accent. That's okay though. I tried. I tried.
5: Uh, so wh- what's your vote? Who's, who can make the most noise as a wildcard team? Well, at the start of the year, I was ride or die with the Vikings as yeah. one of the best teams projected in the NFL this season. I picked Kirk Cousins as my QB1 in fantasy, which oh. probably says more about me than anything else. Uh, <laughs> so I have to stick with my guns and go with the Vikings. I think well, I don't think, but I hope at some point they they glue it all together in the most important time of the year and prove to be a threat in the playoffs. So you are
2: going with the Vikings, and by the way, Sean, that sounds like a fantasy football moment of shame,
5: potentially to me. We'll have to talk about that uh, later on in
2: the yes. show. Yes, in segment four, we will be having our fantasy football moment of shame. Your shame. Moment. Somebody you drafted. Somebody you you dropped too soon. Whatever. We're gonna give ours. We want to hear yours. At TSN Four Downs. At Andy Mc81. We're gonna take the break after that. It'll be Rich Dotson, founder of DynastyNerds.com, on the line. We'll talk some fantasy football heading into the final week of the NFL regular season. You're listening to TSN (laughs) Four Downs. everybody. We're rolling along on TSN 4 Downs. Week 17, regular season finale. We're going to carry you right through to the Super Bowl, though, folks. Don't worry about that. Andy McNamara with you. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. We are delivered by Domino's. Grab yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Get yourself some side dishes, some cheesy bread. How about boneless chicken, pasta? Check it all out at domino's.ca. And don't forget, in the last segment, I will tell you how to win your own custom fantasy football championship ring from our friends at Custom Fantasy Ring. So stay tuned for that. But Let's talk a little fantasy football here, bringing in friend of show and Baker Mayfield enthusiast, as am I, Rich Dotson, founder of DynastyNerds.com. Rich, happy holidays, my friend. How are you?
1: Happy holidays, Andy. Always good to be back on.
2: Excellent to have you, sir. And you know what? I wanted to have you on because... The fantasy football season, it's either wrapped up for people, or they have their championship now, or they're going to continue playing DFS, DraftKings, whatever, throughout the playoffs. But you're the master of Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, and I know you, you you preach it, and you say it's the best way to play fantasy football. We're thinking of setting up our own league at TSN for next year, and I get tweets all the time saying, like, okay, I either want to start one, or, or tips for Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. So I wanted to get from the expert, from the founder of DynastyNerds.com, can you give our, our listeners, educate us a little bit about the benefits and, and the fun of being in a dynasty, a dynasty and Keeper League.
1: All right, so the number one benefit, something we do with a, with a group of friends is you get to talk fantasy football all year round. Nice. You know, your wives are going to love it. Your husbands are <laughs> going to love it. It's going to be conversation all year round. Because right now, as everybody's season's coming to an end, our season's just beginning. As we now start get, looking into this 2019 NFL rookie class, um, and see who's going to come to the league. And that's where we start evaluating those players. Cause when you play dynasty fantasy football, it's basically fantasy football 365 days a year. You have a right around a 25 man roster. You draft a team. It's a little bit longer of a draft, but you do it, you know, by email. or right. You do it with a person if you want to have some drinks. But it's a longer draft. So you have a 25 man roster. And the difference is you keep that roster forever. So, for example, one of my older leagues that's 15 years old. I've had Drew Brees on my roster as my starting quarterback for 15 years (laughs) straight. Uh, That's a commitment. It's been a glorious run (laughs) here. You know, I had a Daniel Tomlinson his entire career. So you get to keep that team forever. And every year after that 25 man draft, all you do is just draft rookies, and you get to keep those picks. You get to keep those players as well forever. So it's a little bit more of like a GM feel where you get to build your team throughout the years. A guy like Larry Fitzgerald doesn't hold a lot of value. Tom Brady doesn't have a whole lot of value because you're older and they don't have that much more time in the NFL. So you could also trade rookie picks. You have first-round picks. You know, a guy like Saquon Barkley coming into the league last year, that pick was very, very valuable because everybody wanted the opportunity to draft a guy like Saquon and have him on their roster for a long time because right now Saquon overall in dynasty rankings is a top three dynasty asset. Right, it's a very valuable player.
2: Okay, so you have that, and then each year you'd drop, I guess, with the draft, and you can drop some players and and add to that twenty-five man, right? Yeah,
1: or you have like there's a lot of sites that do it. Like there's sites that can accommodate practice squads, or Ah. we also call them taxi squads, where you could put your rookies on there and let them develop. You know, tight ends usually take three years until they could be, you know, contributors to your fantasy team. So you don't want to really be able to hold that up on your 25-man roster, so you place them on your taxi squad for a year. You know, Most of all the leagues that we run, you have the rights to that player for two years. After two years, you have to either bring them up onto your active roster or they become free agents in your free agent pool. So it's really fun because the free agent pool isn't like anything else. All the players in the free agent pool are uh, lumps of coal that you got in your stock <laughs> for Christmas. Players you really do not want where... So the, the the biggest way to build your team is either through the rookie draft or by trades. It's a very active trading community in the dynasty community.
2: Okay, and then during the season, does it act like an, a normal league as far as waiver wire pickups and that type of thing as well?
1: Correct. Yeah, it's, the waiver wire is still there, but again, it's a very very slim pool of right. uh, players because. You have 20-man rosters, 25-man rosters on 12 teams usually. And then you have also the taxi squad players, which we have to another 25, 35 players by itself. Gotcha. So everything else is regular during the season. Everything else is the same when the season kicks off. It's just the off, off season. That's where dynastynerds.com has got you covered for Dynasty Rankings. We have a podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Anywhere you can find a pod- podcast, the Dynasty Nerds podcast, we have the most accurate rookie rankings, I would say, in oh. the business. You know, we rank the players throughout the year, so we set you up for success. So when your rookie draft comes, you're getting the best players available for the long term to set you up for a dynasty team that can have the possibility to win four straight championships.
2: As well, Rich, I got to tell you, much to the chagrin of our producer, Sean, Chris behind the glass, and and our our listeners, I am, as of last week, back-to-back TSN radio fantasy champion. Back to back champ, baby. Yeah, it is great news for me. I see Sean shaking his head. I'm hated by most people around here. It's tough to be a winner. You know that, Rich, right? Tough to win. Yeah,
1: when you follow me on Twitter,
2: Andy, it's an easy thing to do. It is at Dynasty Dynasty Rich on Twitter. By the way, founder of DynastyNerds.com. Rich, when let's take a little bit of a a look back here. 2018. You know, almost almost done. Uh, we're, we'll be into 2019 next week, regular season. What are some of your takeaways from the fantasy season? Like, as far as a guy, let's say that you had high expectations for that fell short, or somebody that maybe really came out of nowhere that you thought, "Wow, you know this this was a, a real find." Uh, when it comes to the fantasy football season,
1: yeah, a lot of guys. You know, I think we can safe to say it's the Gronk era has pretty oh. much just come to an end. Uh, it's playing on the brink. That was my biggest miss going into this season. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, going into the season, they only had three active receivers on their roster. I thought Gronk was going to dominate. He he came way, way short of domination. He was probably one of the biggest busts. He finished in PPR leagues, tight end number uh, right around number ten overall. Uh, that's not very good. So that's that's a huge dud. We had the emergence of Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes has kind of put himself in the position where. You know, five, six, seven years ago, where people were taking Peyton Manning in the first round. Pat Mahomes has solidified himself as something you could take in your redraft leagues in the first round. He was that dominant yeah. this year. The emergence of Philip Lindsay this year. The emergence of Christian McCaffrey. We, we all knew Christian McCaffrey was going to be really good, but he is he is under himself again as a top three fantasy asset.
2: Yeah, he's he's been absolutely phenomenal, and uh, it's it's. For Gronk, as you said, he was my fantasy Grinch last week. We said, who's your fantasy Grinch for 2018? It was the first time ever, Rich, I drafted Gronk. I'm like, This all right, I, I was the same as you. I'm like, I've never done it before. Through all the years, I'm going to do it this year. And he hosed me. So, thanks, Gronk. Oh. That sucks.
1: Andy, you don't have to explain that to me. I uh, <laughs> He was my number one target in, all, in every oh. league I was in where he was available in the second round. Yeah. And I'm in a lot of leagues, Andy. I had a lot of Gronk shares. Lucky for me, I was really huge on Kittle this year as well. So I, nice. in a lot of leagues, I was able to back him up with Kittle. But at the same time, Gronk hurt me in a lot of places.
2: He hurt us all, Rich. He did. Uh, listen, buddy, thank you so <laughs> much for taking the time. Happy holidays, of course. DynastyNerds.com. Follow Rich on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. And thank you so much for the, the Dynasty and Keeper advice, bud. Absolutely. And uh, we'll
1: be back out of here in about, what, about eight
2: months, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun, bud. All right. Happy holidays. Can't wait. Happy New Year. You too. See you later. That is Rich Dotson from DynastyNerds.com. Gives great fantasy advice at Dynasty Rich. We're going to step aside after the break. There are so many playoff scenarios for this Sunday. There's seedings. There's the the, the win in your in-game between the Colts and the Titans. All sorts of scenarios to go through. NFL analyst Adam Kaplan from Sirius XM NFL Radio joins me next on TSN Four Downs. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs. Regular season finale edition. Week 17. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. If you miss any of the show, don't worry. You can find us on iTunes, the tsn1050.ca show page, and of course we'll tweet it out at andymc81 and at tsn4downs. You can still vote on our Twitter poll at tsn4downs. Which NFL wildcard or potential wildcard team has the best chance at a deep playoff run? The Titans, the Colts, the Seahawks, or the Vikings? Also, I want to know your fantasy football moment of shame. What is your shameful fantasy moment of the year? We will be sharing ours in about 10 minutes time. But You can tweet me at AndyMCD1 at TSN4Downs, your fantasy football moment of shame. But there are so many storylines to get to, playoff seedings, just positioning, guys in and you're out. So I chatted a little bit earlier today with NFL analyst Adam Kaplan from SiriusXM, NFL Radio. Adam, let's begin with the playoff win and you're in game. The Sunday nighter, the playoffs have started early. You got the Colts in Tennessee to take on the Titans. It's a divisional battle and you win and you're in. Marcus Mariota still a bit banged up. His status and how effective he'll be is kind of up in the air. What do you make of these two teams? Because I feel like you have the Colts and kind of that nice comeback story with Andrew Luck. And then the Titans, it's not always pretty. It can be dirty. And the numbers aren't great, but they're 9-6. and six. Like, How do you see this one playing out?
0: Yeah, the story for the Titans is not so much Marcus Mariota. it It's how well their defense has played this season, other yeah. than the game really at Indy. Uh, they've been very competitive on defense. And their defense really got the job done last week where they had to win at home against Washington, they were behind. Their defense really held a minute. They had a big turnover, and they had a big touchdown late. But, yeah, I think with Mariota, he's got the nerve issue. It's it's uh, more than a Stinger. It's actually a nerve issue. But the good thing is he was out in practice on Thursday. Threw a couple deep passes. That was good. He took limited reps. But it was good that he was out there. They're going to see how he does today. And then, I think with the Colts, I mean, there are two big stories here. It's it's really the offensive line improvement, which has been major. The commitment that the front office has had to their offensive line and building it. And the defense, now the defense last week for the first half was awful, so was the offense. And then both both the defense and offense got it together, and they were able to pull that game out, they had the urgency that they needed in the second half. But Darius Leonard, uh, for me, should be the defensive rookie of the year. He's had a great season. I just think overall – the defensive unit has improved. And remember, they switched from a 34 to a 43 in one season. That's not always easy to do in one season, but they've done a good job of it. And it's really those reasons are the reasons why these two teams are playing for the, the, the wild card spot. And also, the Colts, look, they win. Houston loses. They win division. So we'll see
2: wow. that. Man, There, I love it. There's so many different scenarios in Week 17 when it comes to seating and getting in. Which of the two teams do you feel is more dangerous to maybe pull off an upset, if it, if it is an upset, depending on matchup. The Colts or the Titans? Which one do you think teams would be more worried about?
0: Oh, no doubt about it. It, it would be the Colts. In fact, that's my top sleeper team. If they, if, mm. Of course, if they get in, that's the one team that I think would be dangerous because obviously we didn't even mention Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck yeah. was great. Um, just that they're, they, they've they gotten healthy, healthier at the right time. To me, it looks like they've got a lot of things going on there, and they've been well coached. Uh, Frank Reichen and staff have done a great job, and the front office has done a great job as well. So I think uh, you look at all of those situations, and that's why I think they can win a couple games of the playoffs if they do make it.
2: In conversation with Adam Kaplan of Sirius XM Radio on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Let's go to the L.A. Rams. That offense has been tremendous all year. One of the great stories, fun stories. But Todd Gurley coming out and saying, hey, his knee hasn't felt right since week one, which is remarkable what he's been able to do with the sore knee all season long. But he's probably going to be held out for safety precaution. How worried should Rams fans be in that team on an extended playoff run Without Todd Gurley, or if he goes in and either isn't as effective or gets hurt in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look good for him this week because he's in practice. So uh, it would surprise me if he plays. Yeah. They, look, CJ Anderson did an incredible job. <laughs> yeah, he did. I um, mean, he, he had just signed last week and he wound up having a huge game. So he's had swelling, is what he's had, and it's been recurring throughout the season. And he goes for a while and it's fine, and then it. It, it gets sore on him, and that's you know they backed off. They're they're really leaving up to him, and he'll tell them whether he thinks he they, he can go or not in a given week. So backing off him this week probably would be smart. Uh, but again, they're going to leave it up to him. And uh, the, the C J. Anderson, uh, he's all all of a sudden become very very important. I, to this day, I still don't understand why the Panthers dropped him, but believe me, the Rams are very glad to have him.
2: Yeah, and when we look at. Overall big picture, right? As, as we're entering the playoffs, the Chiefs' offense has cooled and, and they're lost two in a row. You have the Rams have been up and down. Uh, the Saints have looked like a little bit of a lull, but that defense has kind of pulled them back up a little bit. Which team, to you, is from one of those hot starters, is setting up for maybe an early playoff exit, a disappointment, if you will?
0: Probably, I would probably say the Rams just because their defense is, is really falling off. I think that's mm-hmm. a concern of mine. I, I would put the Rams up there. I don't think Dallas is good as some people would say. I mean, if they win this week, they're 10-6. They have certainly the running game. The offensive line is not played at the level that I think most people are expecting to, but it, it, they've had some injury issues. Dak Prescott, from an accurate stand, standpoint, has been way up there. But his issue is not what you would see in numbers. He holds on to the ball too long. That's been a challenge of his. He waits for the receiver tight end to get open, then he throws it. And defensively, they just don't have the pass rush. I think that's a concern. I, I think they could win a game, but that's probably going to be about it. And then the, the Chiefs, their issue certainly is not on offense. So you're a little bit concerned the offense has fallen off since uh, a little bit since Kareem Hunt was released. But it's their defense, which I think is going to be a problem going forward.
2: In conversation with Adam Kaplan of Sirius XM. NFL Radio. Let's talk Rookie of the Year here, Adam. Okay, you got Saquon Barkley who looked like he was going to be the runaway favorite all year, and Baker Mayfield. Week three comes up as one numerous Rookie of the Week awards, the Player of the uh, Rookie of the Month for November, AFC Offensive Player of the Week this past week. Is this a two-horse race for Rookie of the Year? And then ultimately, who do you think deserves it most?
0: Yeah, those are the two. I vote on three polls, so I, right now I would have a slightly slight lean toward Barkley because he's been great all season. Mm-hmm. Remember, Mayfield did not start the whole season. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, he's gotten hot since it's odd, but since uh, Hugh Jackson was fired, so I mean no one really saw that coming, but look, they have it first they have a chance to have a winning record for the first time in 11 years. If they win on Sunday at Baltimore, I don't expect them to win. I think they'll have trouble scoring. but if they win them, they would be eight, seven and one. They've, they've only had a winning record twice in the last 20, about 20 years or so. Um, that's bad. I mean, you, you, you can't have that. That's just not going to get the job done. Uh, but they're on the way up. They've got good caps, cap space for next season. Uh, the coaching has well, been really good here, and I'll be very interested to see if if um, this staff and Freddie Kitchens, who was promoted from quarterback's coach to OC, whether he will be retained, uh, even if they have a new staff or not.
2: And Adam, let's swing back to the NFC here. And I think one of the maybe more understated surprises along with the um, success of the the LA Chargers, as far as f- falling under the radar, and not getting enough attention, has been the Chicago Bears, eleven and four. And it goes to show, if you get the right head coach with the right quarterback with the right system, you can have a quick turnaround. Matt Nagy has been sensational, turning that defensive strong Bears team into being very effective, uh, passing the ball, running the ball combo on on offense. What should we expect out of the Chicago Bears who have leapt forward to eleven and four?
0: Yeah, that would be. An- yes, they've been a surprise, but that would be another team because their offense is. It's it's sort of predicated on not trick plays but surprise plays, uh, you know, plays that are schemed up to surprise the defense. The whole story has been their defense. I mean that, that that's what has gotten them to where they are. Retaining uh, their defense coordinator Vic Fangio was a huge move for them. And I think without that happening, without their defense carrying them as it has this season, I don't think they're a five hundred team. I, I think yeah, Trubisky's had a not a breakout season, but he's had a nice season. Uh, they're getting a lot better run game out of uh, Jordan Howard. They're, they're starting running back, and and Trey Cohen with his package of plays. I just I just worry about them scoring in the playoffs. I think that that's going to be the challenge for them, and I, I've felt that way for virtually the entire season.
2: Yeah, and I think they still are... Maybe a year away. Like this has been a nice, a nice run, but to, to learn how to win and develop that offense a bit further, maybe still a year away, right?
0: Yeah, it's a great way to say it. I, I would agree. They probably, they probably. We, we we're saying a year away, we, a year away from being one of the elite teams. Actually. Yes, I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're there yet.
2: I'm with you, Adam. Great stuff as always, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. There he is, Adam Kaplan, NFL analyst for Sirius XM NFL Radio. We will step aside, and uh, after the break, you know what? We're going to be talking. A lot of fantasy football. We're going to have our big three game picks of the week in this really wild Week 17. And I'm going to tell you not just my fantasy sleeper picks, but also how to win your own custom fantasy football championship ring. I'll tell you how to win that next here on TSN 4 Downs. To wrap up, TSN Four Downs regular season finale. But don't worry, folks. We will carry you right through to the Super Bowl every Saturday at 11 a.m. on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN Four Downs. We are delivered by Domino's. Think of the holiday food. I'm turkey dough myself. I'm, I, I love turkey. Tired of it. So get yourself some Domino's pizza to watch the big games this weekend, right? Go get it. Large four-topping, just twelve ninety nine. Side dishes, pasta, boneless chicken, marbled cookie, brownie, for dessert. Check it all out. Carry-out and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. That is dominoes.ca. I've been teasing it all show. This is pretty cool. So last week gave away Buffalo Bills tickets. Mike from Hamilton was the winner. Congrats, Mike. Enjoy. I'm giving away a custom fantasy football championship ring. Yes. You know, like a Super Bowl ring? Well... Since we're not NFL players and, and can't win those, Fantasy Football Championship Ring is the next best thing. And my guys at Custom Fantasy Rings are going to hook us up. You can visit them, customfantasyrings.com, and check it out. Because if you win, that's where you're going to be able to pick your Custom Fantasy Football Championship Ring from. And if you don't win, get it for your league. Like, what a cool prize, right? Follow them on Twitter, at Football Rings. This is how you're going to enter. So you've got to follow Custom Fantasy Rings, again, on Twitter, at football rings, you have to follow me at AndyMC81 and then retweet my pinned show tweet. So when you go to AndyMC81, you'll see at the top when the TSN 4 Downs episode is pinned with the show link, you retweet that and follow us. That's how you're going to be entered to win. Sunday night, I make the draw and someone's going to win a custom fantasy football championship ring. That's pretty cool. Alright, you know what? There, there's so much to get to for NFL Week 17. And we got some picks to make, boys. The Big Three. Yes, and the gang is back together. Sean Lavery has returned from his jaunt around <laughs> Australia. Yes! Arad is back on the board. It did an admirable job filling in. And, you know what? I th- This is a tricky week, Week 17. Because what you have to take into account is teams benching starters to rest, teams who have much more to play for, like a win-in, home field advantage, all that stuff. Like For example, the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees is not starting. Teddy Bridgewater is. That might affect your decision. I'm going to go with my pick to the L.A. Rams-San Francisco 49ers game. Okay, 425 start Sunday. Rams hosting the 49ers. Now, this is still a game that the Rams don't need because they've clinched the playoff spot, but would help because the win su- last Sunday put, kept them on track for the first round bye, but they won't be able to clinch it until week 17, so this Sunday, because the Bears remain one game behind and own the tiebreaker. So if Chicago wins, the Rams don't get that top spot and lose that home playoff. Day. It's amazing to me still that the Bears are in that position, but they can, they can do it. So That being said, though, Todd Gurley is going to sit out. He's officially ruled out. We know how dynamic he can be. We know that offense without Cooper Cup and Jared Goff has been coming a little bit back down to earth. And that the 49ers have been able to play spoilers and are a tough out. They are a tough out, even though they're 4-11. They're also winless on the road. So I'm not going to say that they're going to win, but 10 points, I'm not buying it. I don't think the Rams win by 10. They win, but the Niners will cover. So I'm going to go that way. Let's go behind the glass to producer Sean Lavery. Sean, first of all, is there a update? Have you you got us up to date on our, our standings for, for
5: the year and last week? I think we've kind of had a tough uh three or four weeks lately. I think last week we went over three. Oh, close, 15, a close though. I picked the
2: Browns. I missed by one point. We by cover. a point and a
5: half. Week That's fifteen, tough. we went one and two. Week fourteen, we went two and one. Week thirteen, we went one and two. So we're kind of still hovering around the five hundred mark, but kind of leaning on the on the wrong side of it. If we pick like that's to cover the spread. I bet you for just winners though we're higher, but we're covering yeah, the spread. We're probably that's, higher. Yeah. yeah. So who's
2: your who's your big game pick of the week? Well, so
5: I'm not touching any of the playoff implication games because okay. those are anything can happen anything type can happen. scenarios. So I'm going to go with the Raiders as 14 point underdogs in Kansas City. I have to think that Andy Reid and company will be resting a lot of their big stars for the right. playoffs, like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to I'm going to believe in the Raiders one more time, and they're probably going to prove me wrong one <laughs> more time and we'll just laugh about John Gruden all offseason. Just laugh about the disaster that
2: is John Gruden and him signing. Sean, could you hear me screaming in Australia that they signed Nathan Peterman?
5: Yes, C- I can could still you hear? hear Raider fans crying over the Khalil Mack scenario.
2: There was like just the, the trade winds just sent like, ah, just my hatred for Nathan Peterman and that John Gruden is a disaster. Now, that being said, the, the Chiefs do, if they lose and the Chargers win would drop from the top seat. So there's a little bit to play for, but I'm with you in that that is a big spread for a team. 14 points. Yeah. That's a lot. Even for the Raiders. Okay, so you're going Raiders to cover. Let's go to Arad Vandy Arad. Who do you got, buddy? The Eagles still have some to play for. Yeah. Even though it's a very, very outside chance. I feel like they're going to give it the all. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to crush the Redskins. I feel like the Redskins are just going to quit because they don't have an actual quarterback. Josh Johnson not doing it for you? Their best (laughs) defensive player, DJ Swearinger, got released because he talked about his coach. So I Uh, feel like that team has nothing to play for. The players are going to quit. Jay Gruden has lost his team. And the Eagles are easily going to cover the seven points. Sorry. The Eagles are going to easily win by more than seven. More than seven. They're seven-point favorites. I love that pick. And guys, don't you think, like I just get this feeling, if the Eagles somehow get in, I would not want to play that team. Like that's a team believing, that's a team the same magic. Not the same players. They have more injuries, more departures. But that would be a team believing that Nick Foles can do it again. That magic, man. That's that's scary. Not happening again. You don't think it's gonna happen again? No. I don't think again. they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I'm just saying with their in, that would be a fascinating storyline. Huh? You're not uh, buying a Pats fan? I'm not buying huh? it. No. You're still <laughs> bitter. You're still bitter. <laughs> so Rod taking the Eagles. To win by more than seven. Sean taking the Chiefs, or sorry, the Raiders, to cover that 14-point spread. And I'll take the 49ers to cover that spread. And now brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to our fantasy football 2018 moment of shame. Shame. Yes. Shame. Shame. It's something we all live with, Uh, no matter what level of fantasy football you make. You make a mistake. You make a move. Maybe it's a bold move. Maybe it's a high draft pick. Maybe it's a pickup. Whatever. And it doesn't work out. And then afterwards, you get ridiculed by others in your league. And you just feel shame. What is yours? You can tweet us at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. I will tell you my fantasy football moment of shame. And it is, it's buying in late on Fitzmagic. Okay, So I had uh, Phil Rivers as my quarterback for the whole season. And I thought, hey, man. Fitzpatrick lighting it up. I didn't buy in at first. You know, first three weeks he was putting up those epic numbers. Then got benched after Jameis Winston came back and he fell apart. Then comes back in. Popping up. 19.56 fantasy points against the Bengals on the road. 26 plus points against Carolina. I bought in after that. And then it was a straight nosedive. So I started Fitzmagic for two weeks in a row. Luckily, it didn't cost me the season, I was still able to, to rally in the Cinderella-like story and win the championship in our TSN league. But Fitz Magic letting me down and me buying in late, me getting in on the hype late, is my fantasy football moment of shame. Let's go to Sean.
5: Sean, what's your moment of shame? This is the segment I was built for. I was made for this segment. <laughs> you were ready? Yeah, let's start at the draft. Okay. Um, okay. I think a lot of people will be on this train. I drafted Le'Veon Bell second overall. My second overall pick didn't mm. play a single down of football this Oof. season. That's quite shameful. That's shameful. In my other league, I drafted Kareem Hunt as my top running back. For reasons that are completely valid, he missed uh, a lot of games this year. so That's out of your control. In two leagues, my top running back missed... Way too many games for me to be happy with oh. or for me to have any chance of making the playoffs. Also in the draft, in an auction draft, I was drafting Cam Newton. I was going to bid up to $17. I accidentally clicked the two instead you of the did. one. Yes. So I got Cam Newton for $27 <laughs> instead of $17. Oh. And then actually during the season, I traded Kirk Cousins for Andy Dalton as part of a larger deal. Right. So basically a QB swap plus some other things. Uh, this was around week nine or ten, and then by week twelve, Andy Dalton was out for the year with a thumb injury. Oh my! So that's gosh. about those are the three highlights or lowlights, I guess. In my moment of shame, there's there's many more. But bottom line, I didn't make the playoffs in any of my leagues. Not lots, surprisingly, lots of moments. All right, we got to hit the bell again on that one, man. That's, who, Shawnee. Shame. Yeah.
2: Shame. Shame. That 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 is rough. Thank you for sharing. This is therapeutic. Thank you. Arad, what is your fantasy football moment of shame? I know you got to got yeah, you, you got to have one. Did you did you go all in on, on too many Patriots and they hosed you? Or, what do you got? Uh, I'm just gonna go with my tight end situation. Mm-hmm. I had Greg
3: Olson as my main tight end. I had hey. Dwayne Allen as my backup. So Ooh. I got like z- ten points maybe all here <laughs> for my tight end situation. So
2: to all my tight ends, yeah, shame. Well, well, well shame. Shame. I'll add. I had Gronk as my fantasy Grinch last week, so I, I could add him to that as well. The tight end position—what a struggle all year. We're going to have our fantasy football awards next week, by the way, folks. So you can tweet us in at AndyMC81 at TSN Four Downs. I think a real life moment of shame that has to be recognized is Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler saying in the conference call leading up to playing the Bengals that he was concerned. About playing and how they would contain injured tight end Tyler Eifert, that he would have to be accounted for, and that he's a problem when playing. Sure, he's barely played all year. You're the defensive coordinator. This is not like Stephen A. Smith saying, "Oh, look, I'm for Hunter Henry," and it's a gaffe by an analyst. That's a good laugh. If I'm a Steelers fan, which I certainly am not, I would be terrified. You're defensive coordinator doesn't know who the weapons are on the Cincinnati Bengals. Not just a guy who pulled up lame a week ago, like all year. The Bengals are down to their third tight end. She's a, a CJ Uzoma. And he's saying Tyler Eifer. And it wasn't like a slip of the tongue. It's not like those two names are similar. That is a huge real-life Moment of shame, and that's another big matchup, right? You got Steelers need the Browns to beat the Ravens to get in, and it's, it's crazy. It's all over the place. Quick sleeper pick if you're playing your DraftKings contest, because if your fantasy football season's over in your league, doesn't matter. Play DFS, right? Brian Hill, Falcons, do it. 3900 bucks in your DraftKings lineup. Kevin Coleman. He's had a terrible year. He's been suffering a groin injury. Even if he does play, he won't play much. He's a free agent. Falcons want to see what this guy is about. He went for a 60-yard gallop last week, 115 total yards. He is going to be a future star, I think, with Atlanta. So there you go. I got the rest of my fantasy picks at the DK Playbook on DraftKings.com and at AndyMC81. So remember, folks, to win your fantasy football custom championship ring from CustomFantasyRings.com, all you got to do, follow at FootballRings on Twitter, at andymc MCD one and repeat retweet my pinned show tweet at Andy MCD one when I get it up there. Win yourself a championship ring. Happy holidays, happy new year, everybody. We will return next Saturday, eleven AM. Get ready for the playoffs, baby. For a ride, for Sean, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Down.